Hey everyone, welcome to or welcome back to the Simply Self Love Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Caitlin. So today we have Dawson Alexander on the show and we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship, imposter syndrome, and all those things. So welcome, Dawson. Do you want to just introduce yourself quickly? Thank you, thank you. Um, Again, as Sarah said, I'm Dawson Alexander. I'm a real estate agent slash content creator slash entrepreneur, (laughs) everything that you could think of to do with social media and I'm excited to be here today uh first podcast so good to get it done in the books and talk about all things social media and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. running yeah. your own business i don't have the real estate part but the social media stuff it definitely can relate and yeah. we'll have a good conversation about that so yeah i guess the first thing i want to talk about is imposter syndrome because i feel like in the social media space that comes up a lot and i mean yeah. even if you're not in the social media space like imposter syndrome that's a th- like career yeah exactly so i think this is good for anyone honestly um yeah so i guess a question i have for you is um can you share a time when you felt like an imposter in your entrepreneurial journey so whether that's in real estate social media etc and how did you navigate those feelings um that's a really good question um i've you know you feel imposter syndrome even till this day like i've been on social media for a year now and i still kind of like you feel it it's almost like the bigger or the bigger your social media platform gets and the more people recognize you it always like kind of comes back to you so I guess like even getting on social media when I first got into real estate, like that's a big change, right? You go from maybe posting, I don't know, a picture of yourself and friends here and there to posting a video of you talking every day and getting yourself into situations where I've been feeling lately. I go out to um, a bar or restaurant or even Zara last week and people come up to me and they're like, hey, you're that TikTok realtor. I follow you. And it's almost like you get nervous because you're like, yeah, yeah, I am. But it's like, what do you actually say to that person sometimes? Like the biggest thing for me was getting in, in front of a camera because that's, it's huge. You know, some people, like, we, we judge ourselves. So getting on camera, you want to be perfect, right? So you take a hundred different takes to do one thing. Uh, I did that a lot at the start too because I'm just like, you know, you don't know if this, this video is going to reach a hundred people or 400,000 people. So it's, you know, you kind of critique yourself a lot. Um, but I think after doing it for a year, I kind of just, you know, I shoot, I look at it, I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'll do one more just so I have two options and then I just post it because I'm kind of more comfortable with putting stuff out there now. But um, yeah, there's still times where I, I still feel like just in life, that moments are just so surreal. Like when people come up to me and they know me, I'm like, it's nervous, but at the same time, it's, it's almost like a self-accomplishing feeling that, okay, I'm out here actually doing things and people are noticing it. Um, and that's, that's a big that's a big like feeling of success that I get too. Uh, but then also it's a feeling of like, it's weird of random people just coming up to you. It's almost like, you know, door knocking as a real estate agent, you're just going up to some random person's house and making conversation and it's kind of, it can get awkward sometimes. To navigate those feelings though, it's, it's tough. I don't know if I really navigate them too much. I think it's just, you deal with them as they come. Um, obviously with all these people watching you, when people come up to you, you don't want to act like, you know, you are unprofessional or that, um, you're someone that you don't come off as on social media. Like if I'm excited and happy on my tours and someone comes up to me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am all shy. Like it's, you know, you're perceiving to be someone else. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's different. Cause it's, you know, on average right now, I think it's, I have 5,000, no, sorry, 500,000 eyes on me on average a month now. So it's like, 
it's a big feeling of, am I doing this right? Do I need to be posting more? Do I need to be posting less? Are people getting bored? But it's just, um, it's a weird feeling. Yeah, definitely. I agree with a lot of the things you said. Like, even I just started playing ringette again after two years. And I mean, I know these girls like from when I used to play, but uh, <laughs> one of the girls was like, oh, do you do social media? And I was like, yeah, like I do. <laughs> and it was just like awkward because I like, I know them, but then I'm also like, oh, you actually see my stuff. Like it's putting yeah. a face to those views and you're like, oh, this is interesting. Kind of scary, but also really rewarding. So yeah, I definitely have had people who are like, oh, like, well, they call me an influencer, which yeah. I mean, that word, okay, it's cool. But I feel like I'm, I connect more with like a content creator because I'm not, my goal isn't to influence yeah. you. It's more to inspire you. And also just, I like to create and I like to help others. So, I mean, if you take some of this as influence, then great, but you don't have to. And no. I'm not, that's not my end goal. So yeah, I mean, it is, it's interesting, like knowing that those views are actual people. Yeah. And when you like, some of my videos have got to like 10K and stuff like that. And I'm like 10,000 people. You look at that number, you're like, oh, whatever. But when you actually sit there and think about like each one of those numbers is a whole different person from wherever they are. It's like, you know, it kind of gives you chills yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and then what I was just telling you, like my podcast has reached 31 countries. Yeah, Like that's, that's all awesome. over the world. And, and that's, again, like that's like a self like gratification feeling, right? You're yeah. like, wow, that's scary. But at the same time, there's 31 countries listening to me. So yeah, it's... like it feels really good, but I'm also, yeah, like the imposter syndrome kind of comes in. It's like, am I even fit to yeah, do, this? do this? Like, and yeah. what I'm saying, or is it is it right? Is it wrong? Like, I mean everyone has different opinions and everything and I make sure to always say like take it with a grain of salt yeah. but yeah it's it can definitely come up especially once you start getting those higher numbers yeah imposter syndrome that comes into your head when you have all these eyes on you you kind of get that sense of should I start acting different out in public right mm -hmm. you're like should I you almost feel like you can't do things maybe you did before you started what you're doing and I felt that sometimes but at the same time it's like you know you wouldn't do anything different it's just maturing, right? There's maybe some things where you're like, yeah, you know, you know, I maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. I don't have interest in it. Um, like one thing, especially getting into real estate, like imposter syndrome for people look at real estate, you should wear a suit, right? Like mm -hmm. if they think of real estate, they think of like briefcases, suits, and it's just, it's not like that anymore, but it's, it's an environment, especially in Manitoba, because Manitoba is a little bit slower on getting with the new trends and especially... Uh, on social media so it's you get a lot of people that even I get a lot of comments of people where where's your suit what are you wearing that's not a professional outfit but you know I'm not here to wear a suit I'm you know I'm here to be myself I'm here to attract people that are here that want to do business with me right I want to do business with people I like trust and know not random people who judge me mm -hmm. so it's coming into something that's so new you feel like you need to throw your whole life and personality away but you just need to mature and evolve into the person that you want to be in that career. And that's like tough mentally trying to guide which is which. Mm -hmm. So that was that was really difficult because you're, do I wake up and put on a suit? Do I go and shake everybody's hand while looking and staring in their eyes and talk about money, money? Or like, how do I act mm -hmm. like a professional, right? Like what is professionalism? Today? Yeah, that's actually really interesting that you brought that up because this is something I am still like trying to wrap my mind around because I'm a nurse and that is so different than social media. And I mean, 
I don't post about my nursing because that's that's you can't do that right but I mean I could like it's hard because I'm like okay I really love social media and I love this career and like talking and everything but I'm also like I'm like nervous that I'm like perceiving myself a different way and then I'm like okay well I'm also a nurse like I have two different lives almost and sometimes it's hard to like navigate both of them but then I just realized like okay this is me like this is my life I want to do what makes me happy what inspires me and I love both of those careers so I'm gonna do it and I'm being authentic so that is like the best part I feel like it is hard to navigate both of them because I mean they're so different and you know, I have to be professional in my nursing career, but I also want to be authentic in my social media career. So it's kind of finding that balance of, okay, who am I? Like, I want to be my authentic self in both of them. And obviously nursing has a little bit more of that professional feel and I have to, you know, go with the standards and everything like that. So, but I, I am my authentic self when I'm a nurse as well. And I think that's a great thing because I'm not like, I'm just being me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I love social media and I still always want to do it and it's something that I feel like is a part of me now and I love to create and looking back, I'm like, wow, like, I mean, I love nursing as well, but I never thought I would be in the social media space as much as I am. I never thought I'd have a podcast too. So like when I went into nursing school, like that's what I thought I would be doing like more of, but now I'm kind of thinking like doing both um maybe like half and half and I'm trying to transition into that so yeah I think just like what you were saying you have to really like analyze and think okay for real estate you know it's you put on a suit and tie and and all these things but it's also like you want to be you and you want to dress how you feel comfortable and also like get clients who align with you as well you could put on a suit change your personality and try and become someone you're not Mm mm-hmm and sure, you might be successful, but, you know, people aren't stupid. People read right through, you know, what you're trying to be and what you're not. Um, so that was a big thing for me, too, because I'm like, you know, I'm not going to lie to people about who I am. Like, I want to be authentically me, right? Mm-hmm. It's So it was really finding, you know, trying to find where I belong in this industry. And, you know, people perceive real estate, you know, or even salespeople, you know, like they say, oh, everyone's a car salesman. Like, they come off too strong. They try and push you into a sale. And that's how people, you know, see real estate. And that was, that was really tough. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like this whole industry is backwards and people have ruined it for so many other people. So it just, it was that thought of how can I come into an industry that's so different from what I wanted to do and really almost turn it around on how people view it and how, I guess, you create, you know, the foundation of a business. I'm like, today, social media is so huge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get on social media. And that was so difficult for me because, again, I didn't know how to do it, who I wanted to be, you know, my viewers, my niche. And people, you know, in in real estate, they tell you you need to pick a category, your niche. So, like, you want to, you either have to work with first time home buyers, you want to be in luxury, or you want to do like investments. I'm like, I'm not going to pick one. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to do all three. I want to, you know, learn every aspect. I'm not just, you know, if someone comes to me and says, I want to buy an investment, I would say, oh, no, sorry, I only work with families. Like, it's, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just finding where it almost disrupt, like, a market or an industry. Because um, even when I started on social media, so to get into it, I had to reach out to other agents, builders, and be like, hey, I want to come into, you know, 123 Main Street and 
shoot a free video tour. I'm going to post it on my social media. I'm going to tag you, the builder, the agent, brokerage. Um, and it's all free. Mm-hmm. But because social media, you know, isn't and, well, I guess wasn't a thing here. You know, I got probably turned down eight out of ten people I would ask. Because mm-hmm. everyone's like, no, what's mine is mine. Go find your own. And that's just how it's like the competitiveness is here. Um, compared to Alberta where uh, my buddy Tyler Hassman is who kind of got me into the whole social media kind of aspect and put me through a bunch of his courses um, and the social media in Alberta like is it's booming mm-hmm. you, I don't I don't think you see one agent in Alberta that's not heavy on social media because everybody's just so accepting of collaboration and building each other up there and here like we are so slow you know and that's been the toughest thing for me was building that rapport with agents to actually get me and allow me to come do their their houses right so it's funny to look back there's agents that a year ago would say no don't contact me blah 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 that now reach out to me and they're like hey mm-hmm. i see you're doing some things on here and i, I like really like this tour do you want to come do this place and i'm like yeah you know it's been a year though it's not free anymore mm-hmm. it's gonna be 400 dollars through this tour and they're like oh okay, well, I have to think about it. I'm like, go for it. I'm like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it benefits me, but at the same time, you're the one that wants, that needs the views on the property. Mm-hmm. I don't. So yeah. it's cool kind of having those people that turn their back on you, come back and be like, wow, you're actually doing something mm-hmm. with this. Um, like, yeah, I have a meeting with a builder actually next week that I'm really, really excited about because they are realizing in such a slow market that a lot of their new build homes aren't moving, right? So they need more, more promotion on it, more viewers, and one of the girls that represents them reached out to me and she's like, you know what? She's like, between me and you, every builder in Manitoba social media sucks. She's like, they're mm-hmm. terrible. Like all they post is uh, blueprints of a new build that's going to come up in 2024 and like no one's, you know, they're not showing anyone's face promotion. And she's like, I want to sit down with my district manager next week and I'm going to tell him that I want to partner up with you to start doing these videos and we're going to put you under contract. And I was like, Perfect. Wow, I'm like, yeah. that's what we need more here. Because mm-hmm. um, even my buddy Tyler in uh, Calgary, I think he's under contract to promote 10 builders or something wow. in Calgary. Yeah. So he gets like repeatedly salary every month mm-hmm. from 10 different builders to even just do videos for them. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's, it's crazy what it can do for a company. Yeah, I find the same thing with like Manitoba. And that's why, because <clears throat> I watch YouTubers and like all that when I was like 14 and I was like oh this is so cool like that would be so fun to do but I'm like I can never do this because I live in Manitoba (laughs) like it's just we have we live in such a small and for you guys who don't know in Manitoba like it's small yeah (laughs) and it's um yeah like not a lot of people do this I mean now it's getting there's a few that I can think of who are more you know popular and things like that um but yeah I think social media is such like it's like slowly going up but it's like you're either doing it or it's either you love it or you hate it and then you're not gonna love it till you find out that you're left behind not doing everything and i'm like if you're on social media like do something with it because it can bring you so much success and yeah so and i I do understand like again your aspect of it because again you're in nursing right Mm -hmm. so how many i can't name one another nurse that does social media does podcasts does all this stuff so i get like your imposter syndrome on that too because again it's different right you don't mm-hmm. just you don't go and to the hospital and a nurse is like oh my god like i'm i'm so happy i got to take care of you when you go home listen to my podcast like, yeah you just no, don't i can't get do people. that no <laughs> but there's just like there's no nurses that are like you're heavy into social media because you enjoy it you yeah. love it right yeah. so it's and i i try to like my with the niche thing i don't have a niche i mean my thing is literally just 
like wellness in my life. Yeah. Like I just talk about what has worked for me to like make my make myself happy and like wellness is such a broad term. So, you know, I post about skincare, I post about my routines and things like that. And then obviously this podcast is about self love and just loving yourself. So yeah. I feel like my overall thing is self love and wellness. So if people ask, that's what I say, but I don't think you need to niche down. Honestly, like no. just be authentic. People I think will... it's cool to speak to multiple people than mm-hmm. than just one, right? Because yeah. it's I mean, yes, it lowers your viewers if you if you pick to to one niche, but it's like if you speak about the same thing all the time, like it's gonna get boring. I know. Right? Like it's there's well, only yeah. so many things that you can target when you're in one specific category. Exactly. I'm just gonna move this because it's like making a weird noise. That's what... <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I feel like yeah, some people who niche down do really successful, but at the same time, like, people will follow you because they like you for you, and, like, that's what I feel like is more rewarding anyways, because you could get a bunch of followers who just like skincare, and that's fine, but then you don't really get to connect with those people, no. right? Like, I feel like the followers that I have and I connect with on a daily basis or weekly basis or whatever, it's it feels so much more rewarding because... I can I can communicate with them. I can talk about whatever. Like we're kind of like friends. Like yeah. we're we're friends on social media and I like have this positive like minded community on this podcast as well and it's just really rewarding to hear people say, "You know, at this episode helped me a lot." Yeah. And it could be about, you know, I talk about everything, relationships or self-love or my routines or honestly anything. Like yeah. entrepreneurship like we're talking about today, yeah. like it's like the best thing about it is that people can relate to it, right? Yeah. I mean, some like you're gonna get people that have listened to, you know, some of your last um, sessions that might not enjoy this one, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like it's okay to have people that you know love this one and maybe not this one, mm-hmm. but it's cool to have options, right? If you have twelve of them and someone loved this one, they can go through all your your sessions and be like, you know what, this one sounds cool, this one sounds yeah. cool, but not every single one's gonna attract everybody. No, exactly. and that's okay. Exactly. But then you reach more people yeah. too, right? So. All right. So the next question. Wow, that was a that was a good question. A big one. It was a big <laughs> that was one. a big question. Yeah. Um, I guess overcoming fear of judgment. So obviously, social media. You know, a lot of people see see your stuff. So yeah. how do you handle the fear of judgment or criticism, especially making bold moves like in your business? Um, to be honest, like I've, it's a little different for me because I've I've pretty much gone my whole life not giving too much to people that judge like if it's something about me um i respect criticism from the right people for sure mm-hmm. um but like even on social media you get a bunch of you know you get a, some keyboard warriors that just want to go off and say some random stuff that obviously you can't see their face because they're on an unknown account and um to be honest i laugh at them a lot um some of them i just they make you think like how can you even say that like as a person sometimes and whatever you just delete them and whatever like, like they don't keep you up at night um but i feel like it depends who you are because some of those comments that you do get can like crush someone right mm-hmm. like they can you could not sleep for a week and keep thinking about it um but honestly i think it's just you have to know what your worth is really mm-hmm. and, and look back at how much you've accomplished how much you've done because some person who's typing in their parents basement on an unknown account with no followers you're like you know if if your life is that 
sad that you have to you know go on social media and try and bring someone else down um it's it's pathetic you really just have to make sure that you're not coming down to someone else's level that's trying to tear you down you know none of us are invincible you know words words hurt the one thing that drove me especially my first year was just trying to make this a success um especially from like just past right i was never gonna go into real estate it was always a plan b for me but like anyone else it's it's commission right so it's it's a big risk because again it's, it's a lot of money to get into for the schooling and then it's also a lot of money to try and be an agent for the first year so the biggest thing for me was to almost prove everyone wrong i had so many people especially family members which was kind of the toughest part that kind of um, just didn't really see what I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, and I get it. Like you get families that come from, you know, nine to five jobs and have always just like stability for their family and, and whatnot back in the day. But today it's like, if you don't take a risk, how would you ever know? Mm -hmm. Right. So even for two years, I, I applied for the fire college in, in Brandon. That was my, that was my plan from the time I was like 14 to 18. And that's because, you know, I grew up and that was my dad's biggest dream was to be a firefighter and he went through the college when he was younger and passed everything i think except a math test mm. and then failed and never went back so he regretted his his whole life and always we just grew up and it always said government jobs like firefighting and policing they all make great money right so mm -hmm. it was always you know what that sounds like a great job like four days on four days off and then i went through the college process the second time for the application and i i sent in my application sp spent the money for it and then I was actually in Cabo and came back and I got laid off from my construction job. So I spent all this money on this Cabo trip and then came home and the day I pretty much flew in, um, I think it was a Friday and we were supposed to go back to work on the Monday. And my boss texted me and said, hey, we're not going to spend the money to defrost the basements because it was winter, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of snow in them. So he said, we're, we're laying off two of the crews until the end of March, end of May, sorry. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, I just spent like five grand on a trip mm -hmm. and now you're saying I'm laid off for four months. So I, you know, obviously got really scared because I didn't obviously plan for that. And I was like, yes, you know, I go, you go on layoff EI and whatnot, but it's, it's barely anything. So I'm like, well, what can I do? I was like, do I either scratch the, the EI and go restart at a whole different job? And I kind of just like sat in my head for a couple of days and I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk to my grandma. My grandma was like a huge influence for me. And she always knew I wanted to do real estate. And I kind of told her, you know, the pickle I was in and what I wanted to do. And she was the huge, like the biggest motivation that I got into real estate because she was like, do it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I know you didn't plan for this. You don't have the money for it. She's like, I will cover everything and you will pay me back. And that was like the most generous thing that, you know, anyone's ever done for me. So I was like, screw it. So spent the whatever was five grand for the four courses, um, treated it like a job nine to five for two and a half months, did all the courses, the tests. And I started that in, I think March and then did the courses for three months and I was licensed by September. No, sorry. Ordered the courses, started May. I ordered them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, finished them by the middle of August or start of August. And then, yeah, I was licensed by September. And it was kind of just that go-go mentality just from how many people were like, just get a regular job, get a mm -hmm. part-time job. It's not working out right now. Because my first two weeks, I did two deals, which is awesome. But then I had nothing for five months because mm -hmm. it was it was winter. That's the hardest time to even start in real estate. It was just looking forward at what I could do to start 
building my platform, building my clients up and really where to start my business. So the whole, I didn't really care about the comments. I didn't care about what people were saying because I was just so focused on myself, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. Um, and it worked. I mean, I, I had a great first year because I was so focused. Yeah, like even my first year, I was so so focused for the first six months. It's You forget about you know, family time and friends and all that. So there is a point of, of balance I wish I did take for those first six months. But at the same time, I feel like if I didn't commit so hard, I definitely wouldn't have had the year that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, especially on social media, I wouldn't have had such a big boost. I, I Like, I love it. Like, mm-hmm. posting on social has been a blessing to me. Um, especially with business. I feel like if I wasn't on social media, I probably wouldn't have ever, you know, done one deal in my yeah. first year. Because again, it's when you're as a new agent, you have no money. Mm-hmm. So to go and spend money on, you know, to put yourself on a park bench or a billboard or something, it's like, okay, cool. You drive by it and it might be like, wow, I'm on a park bench. But then you go home and you're like, my face is on a park bench. So it's like, how do you know what analytics you're getting back from being on a park bench, That's, right? Yeah, totally. So on social media, I can, you know, you can see how many people are viewing it, sending it, liking it, and... I, f- I feel like that's the best thing to do because it's free, mm-hmm. right? If it's if you're not converting on one video, it's fine. Yeah. Try the next. It is free. The only thing you're committing is your time. Yeah. And if you okay. commit enough time, you will succeed. Like it's yeah. it's that simple. Yeah. I love that you don't think about those negative comments, and you know you you are content with yourself and your business, and yeah. you know what you want, and you don't care what other people think, and I think that's really inspiring. Um, yeah, I, I guess like my thing that I took away from this is just start and just try. If you have a dream, just yeah. don't let other people influence you. You on have it. to follow it. Yeah. Cause again, it's like, even the criticism, it's from people who don't know you mm-hmm. at the core, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, you're judging me on a 60 second video mm-hmm. that you actually took the time to watch from start to finish and then still have the audacity to write, mm-hmm. you know, a negative or rude comment. I'm like... I'm not even the one in in the negative here. You spent your time to watch my video. Exactly. And if you know you if they commented on more than one, they went on your page, went and watched more videos. So you can be a hater, but you're still coming to my page, watching my videos, which is benefiting me at the end. Your comment is just gonna push it more to other people. Exactly. So Yeah. Yeah, I like that mentality and I think I mean sometimes I I haven't really gotten like negative feedback at all like maybe a few but yeah I feel like if anyone's listening and you and you've been trying to put yourself out there and you have received that criticism or judgment just take it with a grain of salt because yeah they don't know you at the core and if they are family or whatever like they just they probably just want the best for you and are not doing it out of like a negative what's the word impact yeah like, they're, they're not trying to bring you down they just don't it's something they don't understand exactly right especially like older generations as yeah. well like yeah they had the nine to five stability and yeah. even with like my social media job like i've had people be like okay well why are you spending so much time on that like you have you're a nurse like yeah. focus more on that but i'm like yeah i have that and i'm i'm grateful for that and i i know that's stable income but i also really enjoy this yeah and i am making a lot from content yeah. so I mean, now that I am making more money and and things like that and, you know, getting myself more out there and like getting more followers and whatnot, um, those people are like, oh, 
like okay like that's interesting like yeah. keep doing it then I'm like yeah well you'd never believed in me yeah. before but i saw this i saw this potential and i went for it and now you know i'm still growing obviously but but i'm getting there i'm yeah. getting there to where i kind of see myself so well it's cool because then at the same time later in the future you could just stick to one right if you yeah. love social media so much and one day you know your podcast could go viral i know and you could be like, you know what? Wow, I love this so much. I'm going to go 100% all in on social media mm -hmm. and my podcast. Yeah. And you would, you know, if the best thing about it is that you'd be able to do it, right? I you know. wouldn't have to rely on a nine to five anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of yeah, <laughs> what I see. It's but a, we'll a lot see. of people don't get that, no. you know, get that uh, chance in yeah. life. So. And that's why I, like, I. I am very busy and I push myself, but that's because, okay, I have this nine to five that I do love. I, like, I feel like it's the right choice for me right now because I'm also learning a lot about myself through mm -hmm. that but I'm also okay my time off of that I'm putting in work for my podcast and you know sometimes people are like okay well you seem so tired all the time like why aren't you taking more rest time and I do take rest time but yeah. I'm like I love this like I this makes me happy and it's a hobby that turned into a job so I'm going to keep doing it yeah and yeah right now I am doing a lot but I see the future and I'm putting in the work now to be able to get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost like me too. Cause it's, I've never been in such a career where it doesn't just feel like a job, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like when I wake up every day, Monday to Friday that, Oh shit. Like I have to go into the same thing over and over again. I'm like, I get to wake up and I get to go film these four amazing houses today, put them on social media. I get to go meet up with this client. It's like every day is different. And it's almost like the more, it's almost like the more you sell, the more clients that come to you, all you want is more, right? Just mm -hmm. like it keeps feeding you and you just want to keep growing. Um, I get that a lot of people aren't like that. Some people, you know, take maybe only 10 clients a year and that's all they want to do, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's that stability again and they're comfortable. Um, for me, it's that sense of not wanting to be comfortable mm -hmm. until it's, you know, I still have a future to whole heartedly plan out and make sure I'm, you know, building something for not just myself for the next few years, but my kids eventually and my family. Uh, like, I just want to be a provider, right? Like, mm -hmm. I just want to, you know, only 22, so I just want to go, go, go until, you know, it's, I'm 35 and don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, you're kind of seeing the future, but also you love what you do. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't feel like a lot of work, even yeah. though it is. But I think, yeah, I think the... Another good thing I just want to point out it is to take rest sometimes because I feel like you don't want to burn yourself no. out, right? But if you enjoy it and this is something you're passionate about and, you know, you take that time to rest and reevaluate, re then go for it. I do have to say the rest part is, is very important. Um, I actually didn't really realize that until I went to the San Diego conference. Mm -hmm. um, one guy that came and spoke, um, his name was Justin, and he specifically focuses on health, like mental health, physical health. And uh, he was probably like one of my favorite speakers out of the entire two-day conference because it just spoke to me, like mm -hmm. especially because, you know, my grandma passed like uh, three weeks or a month before I left. And I didn't really take the time to deal with that too much. Mm -hmm. So when I was sitting there and, listening to this guy speak about, you know, how your body, your body's your go button, your body's your machine, right? That, that keeps you going. 
Now it's the most important thing before your clients, before your business, it's you, right? It's your mm-hmm. health. It's, it's everything you go through. And, um, it really like resonated with me because I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, I get it. Cause most, you know, most entrepreneurs, especially guys in business, you don't hear a whole lot about the emotional aspect behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about the experiences you hear about, um, you know, their company systems, um, how many employees they have, mm-hmm. their profit a year. Um, you don't get too many people that get up on that stage and talk about, you know, the things that you deal with and have to worry about internally and not just everything externally. So I left that conference like, wow. I was like, that that really spoke to me. I was like, maybe, you know, I do need to focus, you know, have days just to deal with my own, my own issues, right? Mm-hmm. My feelings, my thoughts, uh, just planning stuff out, writing stuff down. Um, so for my, my goal for 2024 is actually just to focus on me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously work, do the same thing that, you know, same things I have been doing this year, but, um, just take more time to travel. Um, I love that conference. So I'm going to go to pr- probably a bunch more conferences next year. Like we already have one planned, uh, to go to Houston, Texas. Uh, we're talking about going to New York and New Jersey. Um, I just want to take time to like travel but the bonus is I can travel. It's like a three in one. I can go to a place, um, explore. Mm-hmm. I can go to a conference, which is meeting, networking people. And I can just go and like, you know, have fun, focus on me and then come back. I come back with even more knowledge and energy in my mm-hmm. soul to give into, you know, my business, my clients. And I think that's the biggest thing for yeah. right now, at least for me. Yeah, for sure. I like, I love how you tie in the fact that, okay, rest is super important and also putting yourself out there and working hard is also important and finding that balance. Um, In this, in my podcast and in this podcast, um, I talk a lot about finding balance um, and that's something sometimes I need to remind myself because I am doing these two different career paths right now, but I have taken even like a half an hour each day to just like be with myself and like yeah. journal and like write down my thoughts because I think that's really important yeah. and like just be with myself and, and do the things that recharge me so that I'm able to work hard and be successful. Yeah. And still focus on, you know, the things internally that you have to deal with Exactly, and not being burned out by it. Exactly. Cause yeah, I was, after my grandma passed, I was burnt out yeah. big time, just like emotionally. I think like I didn't work or even answer a client for, it was about a month and a half, mm-hmm. actually. And I didn't want it to be that long. Like, I actually went back to work pretty much a week after. And I felt like I just, I needed to be back posting on social media, obviously, because I was so committed to it and um, being with my clients. But I I just needed that time. But again, because I, you know, the last year I've gone full into business, I didn't really know how to deal with it. The next question is, what made you decide to start posting more about your life and business on social media? I know you kind of touched on this, but we can deep dive a little bit more. What is your approach to staying creative and authentic to your audience? And how do you keep content fresh and engaging? Um, I think to keep them engaged is it comes back to how much you do post, mm-hmm. um, especially when, when social media platforms obviously push your page more, the more consistent you are. So that was a big thing for me. I was like, I, my goal is to do at least one post like per day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you kind of flake off and don't, uh, like things just, you know, get in the way sometimes and that's okay. But, um, 
stay creative. I would just say, just try new things. Again, when it's on social media, you can at least judge the analytics, which is kind of cool. So like there's sometimes where I might switch up a camera angle, um, words or how I sometimes like video an intro or even like the font, right? Like even fonts are big net right now. Uh, and then I just go back to the analytics and see, you know what, this video did really good. Why did it do really good? Mm -hmm. And same thing for ones that didn't do good. You're like, why did this one not do good? And you kind of just like alternate some little things on the next video and you kind of just, it's almost like trial and error, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, I wouldn't say there's really any secret to mm -hmm. it. It's kind of just, oh, this worked really well and this didn't. So maybe, you know, I won't do as much as this next time and do a little bit more of this and see kind of how it does. Like the thing is when you're doing house tours, like there's just, there's so much you can do because you can collaborate with some people. You can do, well, actually when I first started them, um, you have to follow trends. Cause mm -hmm. when I first started, it's, you know, this is what $360,000 gets you in Winnipeg. Let's check it out. And then you just play music for the entire time and you just speed it up. And that was, that was in. And now it's, um, people love talk like when you talk over it. So that's big right now. And again, you kind of just have to follow where social media is taking the videos and where your influence is kind of sending it. Mm -hmm, totally. So it's just kind of taking, you know, the best things out of the videos, maybe taking some of the things that aren't so great and just kind of pushing them aside. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I feel like when I see your videos, I know it's like your video right away because of the font, yeah, the way it's formatted. And I feel like having that kind of brand identity is really important. I try to do that with this podcast I have, you know, new episode is always the same. The colors I'm trying to get more yeah. <clears throat> like, so when someone sees it, they're like, Oh, that's Sarah's podcast. And they're drawn to it. If they, if they like your stuff, right? Yeah. You just have to make it intriguing. Right. And then you have to, it's like rapport. If you're, for me, I yes, I use the same font. Um, I play around with maybe five, four different colors too. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's whatever pops. Like if I'm doing, uh, you know, a, a black looking house, I probably won't make the font colors black. So it's just like making something pop to people. It's just grabbing their attention. Cause I mean, the biggest thing right now for social media, I think it's like viewers have a six second attention span. Mm -hmm. So it's, you have to, you have to reel them in within the first six seconds, mm -hmm. right? So it's, again, it's it's as easy as a swipe for someone to just go down to the next video and not want to watch yours. So it's, those first six seconds are so important. It's, what are you doing? What are you talking about? What is your viewer going to get from your video? And you have to put it within that six seconds. And if you don't, you're going to, you're going to lose them very quick. Yeah. Which is cool because you can look at that at your analytics, I right? Know. Like when are people stop or stopping on my video and leaving? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's cool. Yeah, I love that feature because then yeah, you can say, okay, it's so awesome. most people stop it here, so why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love that. The next question is more about social media and just like growing your business. So how has social media shaped you as a person, as an entrepreneur? And can you discuss a specific strategy you use on social media that has impacted your business? I'd say the strategy specific strategy is just um honestly not caring mm -hmm. really it's my strategy has been <laughs> do as much content or content and put as much content out to the world as i can and that's that's literally been my my memo since day one um there hasn't been any like secret sauce to the mm -hmm. to the content it's i need to go and do this 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 today 
and post this, this, and this tomorrow. For the way it's shaped me, especially on social media, I feel like it's well, it's made me more into what word would I say? I I wouldn't say public figure, but um, like more recognizable or like I uh, hmm, what word would I use for that? Maybe more presentable. I would maybe say, like it's just it's given me that sense of or ability to be able to speak to random people I don't know, um, to be able to feel comfortable you know, in my own shoes in front of different groups and um, especially when people recognize me, it gives me something to talk about, right? And I can be confident with what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like they're not coming and asking me, you know, about something that I don't specialize in and then I'm, you know, shaking my boots because I don't understand it. But it's kind of makes you feel important sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because it's like I'm doing something, people are seeing it and now they're curious about it. And it's, it's good for people to be curious, especially when you're the one giving the answers to what they're asking. Totally. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm the same way. I feel like, okay, when I grew up, I was so shy and like, I did not want to talk to people. Like I was just really like a shy kid. Um, and now like being, putting myself out there and getting out of my comfort zone, I, I have a podcast now, like I'm talking to people yeah. and like Brandon actually listened to my like recent episode. He's like, you need to give yourself credit because you're actually a really good speaker. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> um, and now even too, like in my nursing career, I can talk to families. I can talk to, to people really well yeah, because that's I, a big thing too of your job. Exactly. And I have that communication that I've learned through just, just speaking yeah. because when you practice something, you'll get better at it. And now I feel like I'm able to connect with people in a more like positive and uplifting way. And I can really inspire people too. So I think just, again, putting yourself out there, whatever job or career path you're going on is really important because I feel like communication and like human connection with any business, any job is really, really it's, important. Yeah, it's a key to everything, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like yeah. if you don't know how to speak to people or if you don't know how to explain something to the way that you, you know, you know it and the knowledge you have about something, but don't know how to talk on it, it's, there's no point in knowing it if you can't speak on it. Mm -hmm. So... I guess like the coolest thing about it is, you know, being able to be confident about something. It's it's a lot easier to talk about something that you know about than you don't. So I think like even for social media, before I obviously became um, a real estate agent, you know, I, I probably wasn't so good at talking. Like I, I knew how to talk and I was never shy. If anything, I was always kind of the, the uh, crap disturber <laughs> growing up. But um Again, it's just like it changes your aspect on how to talk to people and how to perceive yourself, right? Like you want to be authentic, but you don't want to be someone you're not again. Mm -hmm. I feel like just the way that it's impacted my business and has helped me not just grow on a social media base, but almost like a, on a personal level too. Because, I mean, you'd ask me a year and a half ago to come on a podcast and I'd be like, why? <laughs> what would I want to talk about on a podcast, yeah. right? Like that sounds silly. But now it's it's almost like a privilege to be able to do stuff like this, right? Mm -hmm. I have something to talk about. I have you know, knowledge, experiences to give to other people and hopefully it helps with something or, you know, makes them curious about something. But without social media, there, there's no way I'd be, you know, as comfortable or as, as confident or even insightful about the future because, or like without it because mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today without taking that step on social media and I have I've had so many young agents and not s 
not too many people that just want to get into content, but they're always in some kind of business that yeah. want to get into the social media space that, you know, have DM me, have asked for coffee, we've gone out and I, I tell them like, this is what you got to do. And it's pretty simple. It's just, you know, you got to get comfortable. You got to put yourself out there on camera and be yourself. Don't, you know, don't change your tone or don't change your ways because that's, you know, what you think social media perceives that. It's just, it's, it's be yourself. The whole thing about business is you're going to attract people who like, know, and trust you. Mm -hmm. Those are the three biggest things. And, you know, the biggest responses I get is, oh, well, like, what if I get hate or what if people don't like me? I'm like, good. Like, like that, that's life. Yeah. I'm like, in business, the thing that's going to push you the most is working with people that want to work with you. There's going to be people that are like, oh, like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? That's just life. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to want to do business with you. I'd say it's a big thing to overcome because at the same time, you want everybody to like you. But it's just, that's not, that's it's not how it is. No. Yeah, I have trouble with that because I'm definitely a people pleaser. Yeah. But I've putting myself out there more um, and kind of just working through my own thoughts. I've realized, and even talking to my mom, my mom's like really insightful when it comes to that kind of thing. And yeah. she's like, not everyone's going to like you and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And some people, again, like are people pleasers and don't really understand how to be okay with yeah. that, right? They're like, I want everyone to like me. That's why I don't post myself on. I'm like, well. Then you're not going to be happy. Yeah, and you're like, not going to you... grow. Like the most important thing is your happiness yeah. and your success. So don't let other people stop you. Exactly. Last question and the last little point I want to talk about is looking back at your younger self and before you, you know, even started real estate or you were kind of hesitant on it, what advice would you give yourself? Um, Like before I got into real estate? Yeah, like I guess the moment, you know, you were kind of, didn't know if you wanted to get into it like you kind of had that at the back mm -hmm. of your head but you were hesitant what what advice would you give yourself in that moment um i'd even just look back at you know what i did um to get to where i am is you really have to trust yourself and you know if you have a vision for yourself or a dream for yourself follow it it's fine if other people don't understand it i mean there's so many people that till this day don't understand why I got into real estate or why anybody would just the way people look at it. But you really do have to follow your dreams. Um, and if you don't, you're going to regret it for life. Um, especially if you go into a, something else that, you know, you're okay with cause the money's okay and it supports your family, but you don't really love it. Um, so yeah, the biggest thing is you have to take risks, you know, nothing, nothing easy in life comes without risk. So yeah, the biggest thing would just be, believe in yourself um there's a lot of things in life that kind of make you feel like you should be doing something else mm -hmm. but people have dreams for a reason and just because there was a dream put in your head that wasn't put in everybody else's head that there's a reason for that right especially when it comes to generation for me you know i i kind of look back at my parents which you know i love great they're in a great career spot but it's just nothing I ever wanted to do was like the nine to five work till I'm 60. But again, it's so, you know, they didn't have as many options as we did today. That's true. In careers yeah. and, you know, with influencers and social media or like you can, you can make a million dollars without going to university today. Mm -hmm. And that's, that wasn't a thing back then. The biggest thing for me was really do something different and take that big risk. Cause again, my great grandpa was a big 
investor in our family. But he was like the only one that had that dream and had that kind of courage to do it, right? Nobody else kind of followed behind that. They just were given it after passing and were given the the properties, collected the checks, but never wanted to go and further that, right? Mm -hmm. Further advance um, like either their knowledge or investments. I've had that kind of dream since I was a kid was to have a big investment portfolio and to have, you know, some kind of foundation for my future and kids. And I've had that you know, dream probably since I was eight. So when I thought about real estate, I was like, you know, I've loved real estate since I was little, just the idea of it. I'm like, why not also be involved with selling and buying it, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you don't take a risk on whatever it is, and I I get that family influence is huge. And that's why it, it was tough that, you know, mine wasn't the best influence on me getting into it besides uh, my grandmother i have to take it with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. and kind of just boot scoot and carry on you you do have to do what you want to do again or you're gonna you're gonna regret it and you know time is limited and you don't want to be 40 and be like wow i really wish i did this 20 years ago i know well even when i started my podcast which hasn't even been a year yet um, well, I started social, I would say I started consistently post on social media maybe like two years ago, but if I like, even that I'm like, I wish I started this sooner. I wish I started it when I was 14 and loved you too. Yeah. Like, but I never thought I could do it because I'm like, I live in Manitoba. No one's going to watch me. Like it was just not something I thought was, I was able to do yeah. and would be successful, but I just took that risk two years ago. Started posting on Instagram was my main platform started to get more followers and and things like that and a community because I really my whole thing is like building a community and like building a safe space for people to Mm. talk about whatever it is whether that's wellness um I have like a lot of nursing students who follow me as well and just navigating like the university life so that kind of started happening and then okay I started listening to podcasts and I'm like this is really interesting like I would love to just speak and I did do a little bit on YouTube, but I find YouTube, I just didn't love it the way that I love Instagram and now my podcast. So I wanted, I wanted to try it. I'm like, I'm just going to try it. Like if it flops, it flops, but I'm going to put myself out there and try it. At least you try. At least I try. But looking back, I'm like, I wish I did all this when I wanted to, when I was like 14, 15, because who knows where I would be right now. Um, so yeah, just go for it. I look at that too. Like even you know, when people talk about COVID and real estate, real estate was like going off with COVID. I mean, you could come out of real estate licensing with zero knowledge and you could sell 10 houses in a month because people were just like, are you an agent? Are you an agent? Come here. I need to sell my house Mm -hmm. for, you know, a hundred grand over ass. I didn't care who you were, what you were. But at the same time, I'm a big believer in like things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if I did do it at that time, you know, I would have been more immature wouldn't have you know grown a whole lot so it's would I have succeeded back then maybe not that's actually true I never looked at it that way because I'm just like it comes back to would I be ready like straight out of high school you know you come out still not an adult really some people you know I feel like right after high school too it's so hard actually knowing what you want to do so just to go into something right away would I have loved as much as I do now I'm like, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't, right? Because even being 18, I probably wouldn't have had that hunger to go out and do it every day. That's true. I'd be like, I'm out of school. All I want to do is 
drink and go do stupid stuff with my friends, right? Yeah. So going back to it when I when I think about when I got into real estate and thinking about it or you know, getting into anything that seems very different than anybody else, especially, you know, family, generational. I think you just have to. Mm -hmm. Especially when we're young. So you have so much time to come back, right? If you fall down at 20, you can always come back at doing something else or retrying. Like there's always more time. And when you're 20, it's like you don't own a house most of the time. You don't have kids. You don't have a wife. It's like all you have is you. Mm -hmm. So if you fail, all you have to focus on is yourself and you can, you know, get back up and be great. So it's just like taking that risk and if you want something and work towards it, you can make it happen. It's mm -hmm. it's all, you know, it's all, it's, it's all, all in the head. Mind. It's all in the head. And it's, you know, in, in real estate, we talked about where we talk about limiting beliefs all the time especially when it comes to like clients and how you think people look at you, how clients look at you, especially when you talk about negotiating, people talk about limiting beliefs on what, you know, the consumer will say to try and push you away pretty mm -hmm. much. And it's just like, it comes back to you know, the right words to use and whatnot. But it's just, you kind of have to cancel out the limiting beliefs and just focus on what you believe in, what you believe, you know, you can accomplish within a year, two years, five years. And if your head's strong, focus on that. It can for sure make it happen. Another thing I would give myself advice on, and this isn't even before I got into real estate, this would be, you know what? Yeah, let's go back. Day one, when I got my license, I would tell myself to, and this is a, this is a saying that someone said on the stage in San Diego that really, you know, stuck with me too, was uh, be where your feet are. Because I'm a big person that my head never stops thinking, right? Like I'm always thinking about the future, you know, five years ahead and I stress about it like a lot. Like I, you know, sometimes have trouble sleeping because my mind is just the little, little hamster up there is just spinning on the wheel. And I just, I can't seem to fall asleep sometimes because I'm thinking about, you know, where I'm going to be in five years when really the most important thing is where am I going to be tomorrow? What am I doing tomorrow to, you know, make December amazing, make January amazing. So the biggest thing is to be where your feet are, if that's in, in business, if that's in relationships, if that's in um, health and wellness, like anything to do with where you're at today, it's be where your feet are, focus on today, focus on the next morning, because mm -hmm. in five years, if you focus on the little things or day by days, your, your five year mark will be amazing. If you focus too much on the five year, you're not focusing on today and tomorrow. And in five years, you're not going to be at where, you know, you were stressing to be at because you're too busy worrying about it and not working towards it. Yeah, totally. And like be in the now. Yeah. I, I love that. And I'm the same way. I, I think a lot. Like just, it just oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, it's a love hate kind of thing. That's why it's... I do a lot of like a mindfulness work and stuff just to be in the now. Yeah. Because yeah, like what you said that's the only way that you'll reach those goals that you're just constantly thinking about that will happen in five years yeah. is you have to put in, you have to be present and do what you're supposed to do right now. Yeah. That's why like, you know, a lot of people make five year goals and you know, it's like, I have one kind of, mm -hmm. but you know, I don't have a five year plan put yeah. on a wall somewhere, but it's like weekly plans are like the best thing you oh, can yeah. follow 24 exactly. hour plans. It's like a mental thing, but that's, you know, that's a big thing I want to do going into 2024 is just like writing down my thoughts because I think a lot. And if I don't 
you know, mm. process it. It's just going to keep going around. I have a daily planner. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like I just plan my day. I love to plan. But yeah, it's like, do you really have to plan your whole life? Like, no. No. So, yeah, I love that. You just got to plan on what you're doing tomorrow and consistent at it. Exactly. And then, yeah, I mean, it's good to have kind of an idea and a direction, yeah. but you don't have to have it to the T. No. Yeah. No, it's not going to work if you wake up and be like, oh my God, I have to do this tomorrow because in five years, this is where I need to be. Yeah, no. It's not like, a, it, it, it's just, it won't work. The, the success rate on it is just not that high. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What is one misconception people often have about real estate agents that you would like to disprove? Um, depending on who you're talking to, like there are some people out there that absolutely hate real estate agents and some of them haven't even dealt with one. It's just kind of what they hear. Um, I feel like especially, you know, years and years ago, real estate and business was strictly just business. A lot of people only cared about, you know, the money. And again, bringing it back to buying and wearing fancy suits and showing up to people's places like you're kind of you know the boss and whatnot um but really i think and that that was one of the flaws i saw in it going into it was just you know again how how people looked at real estate agents you know i and i see a lot of others too really focusing on it's just like caring about the other person and putting ourselves in their shoes because again it's like you're giving a family a home right and if that's a hundred thousand dollar home or a six hundred thousand dollar home a million your attitude and ego should not change mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that have ruined that in the industry for a lot of you know home buyers and sellers and even just that a lot of people that think if you're a real estate agent that's all you should be like again that comes back to social media like it was me doing that was very different in the in the real estate industry especially not everywhere else, but just here in, in Winnipeg because there's, you know, it's it's like unknown territory to so many people and they're like, why are you showing houses that aren't yours and blah, blah, blah. It, it was very different because, again, people just, you know, put themselves on park benches and billboards and expect sales, right? So putting my, my face and attitude on social media for the world to see, a lot of people didn't understand it because, it, again, it's very traditional here. You know, it's working. People love it. Yeah. So some people still disapprove of it. But I mean, I mean, I'm going to laugh, you know, all my way to the bank with that. So mm -hmm. it's really their issue and not mine. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, as I said before, a lot of people look at real estate agents or any person that sells, they call them car salesmen. Because a lot of people that back in the day, you know, that go and sell cars, a lot of people don't care if you're pre-approved, have the money for it. They're like, oh, you like this car? Get in, get in, test drive. And then, you know, they just try and make you... Try and make you love the house instead of just letting you naturally love the house. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big thing of just changing the aspect of that people look at you know me specifically um, and their experience in the in the home buying and selling process. I'm gonna flip it back to the one question that you asked me on creativity on social media. Okay. How do you come up with new content and keep your viewers interested? So I feel like what you kind of said, like the trends, like I definitely look at trends, like what's doing good on social media, what's kind of within the wellness, self-love lifestyle space, because I feel like there are people who have similar content as I, as I post as well. So connecting with them, you know, getting inspiration from them, like not stealing ideas, but getting inspiration and even like connecting with them to like see what's worked for them um 
And then I also just like look on reels and like what's doing good, what's kind of trending right now. Yeah. Let's take my, let's take that and put a spin yeah. into my life. Um, I call that rip or uh, rip and repeat. Yeah. 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 You just take something because it, it is kind of hard to, I don't know, come up with your own special ideas nowadays because there's so much out there, there's right? So much. And it's cool that there, it's cool that there is so much out there that you can just be like, wow. People loved watching this because you can see how many people viewed it and put your own spin on it and make it your own. When I listen to podcasts, I also get ideas that align with that. And and again, so say it's this trend on TikTok that I haven't even seen. I don't go on TikTok a lot, but this trend, like a hawk or a walk, let's just say. Yeah. I take that idea or that word that that person said and then make it into my own and like kind of twist it. Just like like looking at content on Instagram. Also when people are talking about it in my life and if that's a struggle they're facing at that moment, I'll brainstorm and be like, okay, hey, what has helped me when I've been in that situation? Okay. That's more for my podcast, I guess, because I give more advice and like talk about, about those kind of things on my podcast. But then I also take what I talk about on my podcast and make it into content. Yeah. Like make it into a visual content. So like a real um i do like graphics on my podcast instagram page so that's kind of how i get that that inspiration for that part well that's really cool because i mean there's so many ideas on social media nowadays like there's so many not here but everywhere <laughs> else there's there's so much um you know creativity and there's always somebody out there that's looking for advice or looking for something that they can relate to one thing that i've i've come to know is storytelling um, especially your own stories is huge oh, yeah. to the audience. Uh, even going to these conferences, it's people that come on stage that tell their actual story, right? Get personal with who they are or the people that you engage with and listen to better. And you remember. Yeah. Rather than someone just coming up and you know, there's some people that like, I have a team of 200 people. We make this much. I started from nothing and now I'm the man up here, but it's like, but again, you get intimidated. Yeah, but it's like, who are you as a person? It's like, you know, where, where did your story begin? What did you get into? How did you get to where you are today? Not just, you know, yeah, my name, my name's Todd and I have a team of 200 and we sell a billion dollars a year. Cool. But who are you? Mm -hmm. I get it. You've, you made all this money. That's great. You know, cheers to that. But I want to know how did you get to where you are today? Cause other people are interested on, on that story because they're like, wow, he, you know, came from this place, had nothing, he's done all this. I can relate to that because, you know, I've, you know, you can say I've come from a, a broken family or a poor family and I want to get to this place too. So his story, you know, it resonates with someone. So mm -hmm. yeah, totally. Storytelling is just, it's very important if you want to actually help someone. Storytelling, authenticity. Yeah. And yeah, that's just, if you want to do something. Yeah. On social media. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all the questions. <laughs> Unless you have anything else you want to talk about. No, I think I think we've covered a lot, a lot today. Um, how long have we we been rolling for? An hour and fifteen minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we've done a lot of talking. Yeah. My throat can definitely feel that we've done a lot of talking. I know, yeah. yeah. I mean, podcasting takes like I have to take breaks and like drink water. Really? Oh, I yeah. believe that. Yeah. 
even like I don't record for this long, like maybe forty five minutes yeah. is like how long I record. But I'm like, yeah, I need to take breaks. Um, do you want to like give yourself a shout out? Where can the audience find you? See all your real estate content. Yeah, if you wanna follow along the journey and see how twenty twenty four goes, um, you can see me on Instagram just under Dawson Alexander, and then I'm also on TikTok under. Dawson dot Alexander so not too much different just have a period in the middle there and yeah I mean Instagram you'll probably find nothing but tours maybe a couple personal reels but if you want to see actually a little bit more into the day-to-day -day life and what else goes on externally from the business part then you probably like Instagram more but would uh, would love a follow on there yeah okay well thanks for coming on the show no thank you for having me i, I was think, really excited to do this yeah so. good i'm glad and i think even if whoever's listening is not a real estate agent i feel like we gave a lot of good information yeah i think out of this whole podcast i really hope i speak to everyone else but real estate agents really i think it just comes down to you know people that have that have goals that have dreams and want to be in a in a different place that's unknown to their family right mm -hmm. it's it's always the best stories the ones that you know you take a risk and you know no successful path is a straight line no right it's up and down and if you were to put you know if you had a board and you put a ball on a straight line and one that went up and down the up and down one gets to the finish line faster mm -hmm. it's up it's ups and downs that you know really build and shape you as the person that you want to be